0: Hey, welcome back, Well, we'll end. We have two big topics to talk about with Congressman Jim Banks. Obviously, we want to get his reaction to the State of the Union address last night. Plus, we want to talk China. So, with that, joining us live right now, we've got Congressman Jim Banks. Hey there, Congressman. Glad you're awake and alert this morning after that long address last night.
1: <laughs> uh, good morning. Good to be with you. I had to. I had to take Tylenol this morning. I we got I got shout, shouted at. A number. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not quite even sure uh, what the president was yelling at us about, but at times it seemed like he was, he was shouting in our direction. It, it was very loud in the chamber. The other thing I learned, Kayla, from these State of the Union speeches is that when you're in the room and in the House chamber, the reaction and what you see and hear is often different than what people see on TV. So that, that's one takeaway that I've always had from these speeches, too, is that people watching at home often take something away that's different than those of us who are, who are sitting on the floor.
0: Well, I can tell you, watching from home last night, what I took away from it is the, the president was trying to push this theme of unity. And I suppose the only slight moment of that that I could even call unity was when he congratulated House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on becoming the House Speaker. Other than that, it felt like the lines were drawn. I mean, obviously, Democrats whooping and hollering when Biden was um, – touting what he calls his victories. And then on the other hand, yeah, I mean, I just felt like he was drawing the line in the sand between Democrats and Republicans. And there was a lot of yelling. So does that seem about right? Did I interpret most of the evening accurately?
1: Yes. I mean, the, the microphones in the, in the House chamber while he was shouting, it was, it was very intense. Um, hmm. Also, on top of that, just the number of times where just uh, flat out lies by, by the president. yes. Um, I've never seen something like that uh, before as well. I, I'm sure that when you were watching on TV, there wasn't a fact checker that was fact checking what he was saying. But, you know, it, I, I, there, there, there were just so many times where I, I just blatant lies about what what Republicans stood for versus what Democrats stood for. It was, it was deeply disappointing to hear those kind of of flat-out blatant lies come from the mouth of a United States president.
0: It was, and he lied so easily. I think the big moment that I thought was the most cringy, actually, of the whole night was the Social Security Medicare moment um, when the president claimed that Republicans want to wanted to slash Social Security and Medicare. And again, on my end, it, it did hear like there were a lot of boos. I, we heard Marjorie Taylor Greene call him a liar and shout a liar from the gallery and, and it was disturbing to me uh, because then then the Republic or then uh, the president kind of backtracked and said well not all Republicans not all of you so it's like even he knew that he was bold-face lying about that statement
1: that's right I mean there are no Republicans who are talking about sunsetting those programs in fact it's it's the Republican side who wants to save those programs to make sure that they last for future generations and do do what we need to do to protect Social security for anyone who relies on it today or will tomorrow, but save it for future generations. Those are the types of solutions that we're bringing forward. So the other the other takeaway for me was, you know, him at one point talking about his plan to secure the border uh, when he, when it's everything that he's done uh, to open it a wide open to begin with. I mean his his actions on the first day in office open the border, allowing fentanyl to flood this country and kill so many Americans and create the biggest humanitarian crisis in American history. And he had the audacity to suggest the Republicans weren't passing his plan to secure the border when none of us have any idea what he's even talking mm-hmm. about. So th- th- that was that might have been my my biggest takeaway of the night. But it was, I think I read this morning, one of the longest State of the Union speeches. It sure felt like it. Yeah. Uh, sitting on the floor. Um, and I and the media, of course, is giving him high props, even though at times he was completely unintelligible, uh, the words coming out of, the yep. of his mouth. So I think back to the great State of the Union speeches from President Trump, if he would have flubbed uh, just even just one word or said one thing wrong, the media would have pounced on him. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not seeing a whole lot of that this morning.
0: Yeah, no, there were a lot of inaudible sentences, not quite sure what he said. I mean, we, we get that from, I almost feel like it's become ho-hum. That's pretty normal uh, when it comes to President Biden. In other news, I do want to talk about the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, you sit on that committee, and there was a hearing yesterday um, all about China. That's what members were discussing yesterday. What came from that hearing?
1: Well, we had uh, the, the former uh, Admiral Harris, uh, a distinguished um, uh, uh, Admiral um, on the Joint Chiefs, and and uh, you know a, a very important figure in the in the American history, but now in, in the American military. But now he's a civilian. Then we had a member of a think tank come and appear before our our very first Armed Services Committee hearing in the Republican majority, dedicated to the China threat. You know, and, that, and I, I asked questions about the about the balloon and whether Admiral Harris thought that the biden administration handled the the balloon as well as they should have i'm I'm still baffled that all of the mixed signals and stories Mm -hmm. coming out of when they spotted it and versus uh, to the point when they shot it down and and uh why why the administration's posture was so weak on it so we talked we talked about that a little bit also the how the Pentagon politicized it and said, well, there, there were a few balloons that came that, that were spotted when Trump was in office, too," which is a total political statement coming out of the Pentagon. And, and uh, the admiral didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't agree or disagree with me on that, I, I suppose, because he didn't want to go there. But of course, the, overall, the hearing was was important. I mean, it's important that that finally Republicans and Democrats are coming together and recognizing that China is our biggest national security threat. And this administration is. has its head in the sand, isn't doing anything about it. In fact, the State of the Union speech last Mm -hmm. night, again, proves it. I mean, how little he talked about the biggest national security threat that we face and what we're going to do about China was – definitely a missing part of the speech last night.
0: You know, I was actually going to ask that. I was just trying to kind of speed the conversation along because there's so so much to talk about. Is what you felt like was missed from the speech last night? And I'm right there with you. China was the big glaring topic to me that really didn't get mentioned. Uh, I think he said at one point, you know, we want competition from China, not conflict. And that was... That was about it. I, it was rather, rather lackluster to me, Congressman. So obviously the big big missing point was China last night. Well, we appreciate you still joining us. I know you had to stock up on Tylenol and, and, and caffeine after that evening. So we appreciate you still being here.
1: Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Hey, you too. That's Congressman Jim Banks joining us here on What Will We Check In With Him every Wednesday at this time so we can check in on the Capitol.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.